Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. Joe Biden became U.S. president on January 20th. He went right to work, as he put it, dealing with the many crises facing the United States. One recent crisis he addressed in his inaugural speech was an uncivil war pitting Americans against each other. That's a long-term job and one with long-term threats. So recently on display in the U.S. Capitol riots. Joining me to discuss these threats is Stratfor Senior Global Security Analyst Ben West. Ben, it's good to have you here. Hi, Emily. Thank you. What are some important security takeaways from the January 20th inauguration event? Well, first of all, that it that it went off without any disruption. As, as many people pointed out, they were standing on the steps where two weeks ago a angry mob was was uh, had set about attacking the Capitol and, and um, threatening the people inside of it. So the fact that there was a return to calm, a return to peace, says a lot about the immense security effort that was underway to defend the Capitol uh, and Washington, D.C., and, and state capitals uh, across the country where uh, it was similarly quiet. And I think something that would surprise a lot of people uh, considering the, uh, the violence that we saw on January 6th. One of the things you mentioned, Ben, was the incredible presence of security at the U.S. Capitol on January 20th. What are we to expect going forward? Right. So the security presence that was there on January 20th is is not sustainable. There's no indication yet of when uh, National Guard troops are going to be drawn down, when you know physical barriers are going to be removed or downsized. They're, they're going to have to start drawing down. And so that will be something very important to watch as the security presence draws down. Does, does the situation remain peaceful or do we see maybe more attempts to protest or even to storm the Capitol? That's really interesting. So are we looking at threats moving forward? Yes. And while the threat of rioting and, and mob violence is, is still certainly present, I think what we're going to see is a transition over the coming weeks and months I think we will see uh, the groups, the, the individuals who make up this movement, the, the um, more extremist Trump supporters who believe the election was stolen. I think we're going to see them start to act more as individuals or small groups. So instead of this kind of unique scenario we saw on January 6th, where you had disparate people and disparate, disparate groups coming together for this one riot, I think what instead we'll see is individuals and small groups conducting their own actions, whether that be attacks on, on government facility, facilities and officials or their own disruptions, um, maybe trying to gain access to uh, restricted areas in order to disrupt uh, official business. But what about the fortification of state and government facilities? What could happen there? So we've seen that um, state and, and national level government facilities are able to defend themselves and basically deny protesters' ability to gain access to them. However, I think something we need to watch out for are for these individuals with these anti-government grievances could target less defended local government offices. The FBI noted that, that local courthouses, city halls, other administrative buildings were under a, a similar threat level as federal and state level targets following the, the January 6th uh, Capitol attack. Additionally, a review of the history of, of mob violence and, and insurrections uh, targeting governments in the United States suggests that extremists are both most, more likely to achieve their objectives against the local government. You know, they're, they're 
aren't many examples, but when you look at the Wilmington Massacre of 1898 or the Battle of Athens in Tennessee in 1946, these are, these are instances where you saw locals, sometimes organized militias, actually go in and remove mayors or, or uh, change the outcome of an election through violence. And, and so there is a precedent for this. And I, I, I am concerned that we could see the movement that we saw on January 6th targeting the federal government shift more to the local level uh, where um, governments just aren't, aren't quite as secure. They don't have the same resources as they do on the federal level. What other factors will you be watching to determine where the threat will be most pronounced? In the uh, immediate future, watching for security actions. So uh, watching for the, the, the changes and deployments of National Guard troops and, and, and other federal uh, security forces. Uh, watching for the continued investigations uh, and more arrests linked to conspiracies and plot to carry out attacks. I think those we'll be seeing that for sure over the coming weeks. Another bigger issue to watch is how these, these this, this bigger nationwide grievance, how it intersects at the state and local issues. So, you know, the, the January 6th attack and, and riots, that was a combination of both a disappointment over Donald Trump's loss, anger over COVID-19, support for white supremacy, distrust in government. There, there's a lot of forces at play. Any one of those can, can reemerge on the local level um, and motivate local actors to, to carry out violent acts. One particular thing to, to watch for will be for future local elections. So starting from January 20th to the end of the year, there will be 84 local and state level elections in the United States. Uh, including state le- elections in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, which were more controversial states in the in the November election, and watching for any kind of accusations of fraud, um, any kind of accusations of one party stealing the election from the other, you know, we, we could see this 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 cycle continue basically on the local or state level, and that would be the kind of thing that could drive further violence and and targeted violence against less well defended local and state government assets. Ben West is Stratfor's Senior Global Security Analyst. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Emily. You can stay up to date on Stratfor security briefings by signing up for our free newsletter. Visit worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. 